people that stand out are the people that look like they're not only effortless, but that they're the people that have the most joy or that embody their character the most. I guess it's the people that make you believe in the story and make you believe in what they're doing. The people that are confident enough and that have enough training and they, they go out there and they're like, this is what I do. Like, I can do this. Watch me do it. And it's so cool. They don't even have to say it. They'll just, they'll just show you. Like, that's the cool thing. The one moment where people aren't talking. It makes you key in on something that's like different that doesn't require words. You can't fake it with dance. You can't fake how you're feeling. You can't fake what you're doing. It's not like you're writing something or saying something and you just make a bunch of stuff up. There's no faking it. You can do it or you don't. And you have to like trust yourself and believe in yourself enough to do it in the moment. But I don't know, there's just something to be said about something without words. There's a lot of talking in the world. I mean, you watch the news, you go on any social media site, there's always, people are always just talking, talking, talking. I like having that silence. I like when you have to go look at something differently and you really have to watch. And you listen to something that's not words, you listen to music. And music can really move people. That's the interesting rub of dance. Jacqueline, I'm Andrew Connect, and this is the Unpretentious Podcast. Jacqueline has been dancing since she was three. She's dedicated herself to expressing what can't be put fully into words. In fact, she uses none, relying instead on concise movements, turns, timing, poise, and posture. This effortless beauty and grace requires years of commitment and physically demanding work. Here's our conversation on how she developed this passion and what dancing means to her. I started doing ballet when I was three years old, and I'm 25 now, so if you do the math, that's roughly 22 years. I started when I was young. My mom and my grandmother got me involved in dance. I've always studied classical ballet. If anyone who's super into ballet hears this, I studied Americanized Vaganova, which is a type of ballet. There's also Schicchetti, and there is Balanchine, which is more common in the United States. There's also Born in Ville technique. So ballet has a lot of little offshoots from different countries. But what you'll see in America is kind of like a good like mix of all the best of those different types of techniques. So yeah, I've been dancing for a really long time. And I started performing in bigger shows and productions of the Nutcracker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I was about... 10 years old. Up until then, I'd done recitals. I'd done little performances. But 
in 2004, that was the first year that I did the Nutcracker. Um, and then from there, I just started doing every single show that I could and that I auditioned for, and I've done a lot of shows. And I got my first pair of point shoes when I was 10 years old as well, which is a huge step mm-hmm. as a ballet dancer. It's kind of that next threshold. It's kind of like, okay, like you're serious about dance and you're serious about training. A couple of years after I got point shoes, after I'd been dancing for like 11 or 12 years, I started doing more contemporary, modern, jazz stuff, Broadway stuff, kind of like whatever I could like get my hands on. Really, I would try, but mostly ballet. That was really my, that's always kind of been my focus. And I think ballet is so cool because it's kind of, it's the basis for a lot of other types of dance. Um, If you ever see contemporary or modern or jazz, if you go to New York and you see a show on Broadway, like Mm -hmm. if they're dancing, like ballet is like right at the heart of that. Even some stuff in hip hop is kind of based on that. I also started trying to get more into hip-hop this year i take a hip-hop based kind of like hip-hop jazz based class like once a week i try to just really expand my horizons in terms of dance yeah so that's kind of the basis of dance and what i do with it and i dance professionally here in albuquerque to fill in some gaps where it's like i'll just admit my ignorance and then you can help help me from that starting point like, I think one misconception I have is, like, I see the end result, and it's like, oh, it looks so, like, cute and pretty. And <laughs> right, and, and that would give, like, the impression that you're just showing your emotion on stage, and it's all natural, and it's easy, and it flows. Like, help me understand how much work, like, you started at age three. How much work are we talking, like, each day to get those shoes and then to perform on stage? How much discipline do you have to have? <laughs> you have to have a lot. A ballet is the most serious like committed relationship you'll ever be in if you're a dancer ballet it takes work it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of time in the studio it takes a lot of time out of the studio I take class right now I think five to six days a week um and that's not including rehearsals and classes are generally like hour and a half and then if we have a production coming up like we just wrapped up Nutcracker in December I'll have rehearsals like I don't know, like four or five days a week, just kind of depending on like what particular roles I'm doing each year for each show. It takes a lot and it's not just necessarily doing the movements. It's finding a way to do them in your own body. And ballet is hard because especially classical ballet, it's not something that can really be improv when you get on stage. Hmm. You have to have a very clean basis for technique. And if you kind of, like, search around on Instagram, if you search, like, I don't know, a hashtag, like, ballet on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you're going to get everything from some of, like, the top dancers in the world to, like, just, like, random kids who do (laughs) a lot of, like, competitive dance who can do, like, 20 turns. And that's great and that's cool. Like, I think watching tricks is really cool, but it's not really, like, what ballet is. Ballet, Ballet, to me, is something, it's a performing art that should, like, it should like transport you to somewhere different. I know when I'm watching my favorite dancers, even if I'm just watching them on YouTube, like it's not even about how many turns they're doing or if they're doing any tricks, like how high they're jumping. It's about like their art and like that piece of themselves that they're bringing to the stage. I think that's what makes ballet. So I think it's hard. 
it's even harder now because we're so oversaturated with media on the internet, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, Mm -hmm. there's just so much content out there and it's hard for people, especially with performing arts to really get a grasp on like how difficult it is and how competitive it is. And being a girl in ballet is way harder than being a guy in ballet. Unfortunately, there's for every one guy, there's about 50 girls. So you can imagine how competitive it is to get into a big company or to get the role you want when you audition. It's, it's a difficult thing. And ballet is, I love ballet so much, but I think, I think a word that I could use for it, um, the only negative word that I'll really say about ballet is that it's relatively unforgiving. Ballet is just hard. Some days it's, some days it's amazing. Some days your body's like, yeah, I really, like I can do this. I can, everything looks great. Everything feels great. And the next day your body's like, ha, huh, we're, what are we doing? Like, what is this? So I think it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, and I think it's hard because like you said, people only see the end result. And it's not like where, I don't know, like music or painters, like you'll see like videos of people creating like a piece of art or in the studio recording. Mm -hmm. You don't really get that a lot with ballet. Sometimes there'll be like videos or documentaries of people like in the studio, but it's so much more than that. It's such a mental thing too. And I mean, really all art is like that. It's, very much you have to trust yourself and believe yourself and put you have to put in that work or else it like it it won't turn out the way you want it it is hard I think it's very underestimated and I think it's hard to ballet is so physical but it's not looked at with the same kind of like respect or awe that like sports are I think that's Mm -hmm. the best kind of comparison I can make Mm -hmm. like you watch like football or basketball you have like star players I mean you think about football like someone like Tom Brady like he's considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time like he's at such an elevated status but there are dancers who are like as good as he is in football but in dance but they're never going to get like that recognition do you know what I'm saying right so it's hard it's hard it's hard in America too because Unfortunately, Americans just don't care about art as much. If you go to Europe, the art scene and the dance world is so different. Dancers are actually like government employees. Like uh-huh. they get paid like a livable wage, which is crazy. It's just hard. It's it's hard to get people to care about art sometimes. You started at age three, but what was the connection that made you keep going or keep caring? It's just, I don't know what it was about dance. It was, and I played sports too. I actually was a cheerleader for about three or four years in like elementary and middle school all mm-hmm. while I was still dancing as well. I played basketball for a year. I did softball. Just nothing ever stuck. Nothing like really got to me like ballet did. There's just something so, I don't know, ephemeral about it. There's something so... I hate to use the word magical, but I guess that's like the best word. There's something that's just there with ballet that I can't quite grasp. I can't quite put my finger on, but like, I love it so much. So it's allowing you to express something. Yeah, it helps. It's been the thing I've had pretty much my whole life through all the good times and all the bad times. And 
the studio, whether it's a ballet studio or whether it's a studio where I take other classes, it's been a, it's been like my safe space. It's mm-hmm. like home away from home. Like I feel like it's a place where I can go when other things aren't going right in my life, whether I was stressed out with school or now work because I work two other jobs in addition mm-hmm. to dancing or if there's like family stuff or if I'm going through a breakup or if it's a really good time in my life. Hmm. Dance is like this channel that I have that I get to like be present in and like kind of like I get to give a different part of myself to dance. Dance is wonderful to me because I'm also, side note, I'm also a writer so I love using my words to express myself but I love dance because I can communicate something without saying anything at all. And I think that's so powerful. And one of my friends once said something really interesting about dance. She was like, yeah, it's kind of like tuning into like a higher vibration in life. And that's so true. Dance is, it's very euphoric. It's very, and it's very personal as well. But I've just, I've always had it. And it's something that has just stuck with me and that I've stuck with throughout everything. And I, I, I love it a little more, like, every time. Even on bad days, I, like, love it a lot. So hmm. I, think that, I think that's how you know it's meant to be. For me, dance has also carried over into a lot of other aspects in my life. Dance kind of forces you to be very committed to what you're doing, And that's carried over to everything else in my life, whether it's school, whether it's friendships, relationships, whether it's work. I tend to just be very committed to what I'm doing and to other people in my life. I think it's a very positive thing because I think a lot of people don't have that in their lives. A lot of people don't know how to commit to something. And a lot of people also don't have something where they can really, like, tune into how they feel and really channel how they feel. I think a lot of people search for that. I know people that are still searching for that and they're in their late 20s, early 30s. And I think sometimes people spend their whole lives searching for that, whether it's in other people or whether it's in all like the wrong places to look for it. But I think in that aspect of life, I think I got lucky. You make an interesting point that is, I mean, instant gratification definitely is what is kind of the that's what we want nowadays and you're describing the exact opposite and commitment the exact opposite of people who want to forever have expanding choices and their goal in life is to always have more choices available to them tomorrow than they did today and they don't actually know what they want to commit to one thing they just know they want more things and so it's interesting to hear you describe like that's what you're finding through dancing but also that's just your personality type in general it sounds like that those are those are things that may not be popular but people wish they could have they wish they could find something they were that committed to yeah and I've had um I've had people that I've been close to like tell me that before that art dancers and they're like you know like you're so lucky to have something that you love so much and that like gives you this place to not only be an artist but to express something beyond that and I think it is a rarity. I think it is hard with something like dance or really anything that you have to be committed to. People want what's fast and what's easy, and that is not dance. 
if you're looking for something that's like quick and that you'll immediately feel gratified about like dance is not it I mean it's I don't know it's always so interesting when I meet people who don't really know a lot about dance um, and they don't really understand what goes into that I kind of tell them like hey I'm a dancer and this is like what I do and I have other jobs too but dance is my primary focus and it's what I love and they're kind of like oh like that's nice but like what do you actually want to do with your life and it's like I'm, I'm doing what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not living in like New York or like San Francisco, like places with big ballet companies, but I'm still doing it. And I'm still like creating and dancing a lot. And just, I don't know, I'm just like living through it and living with it. It's nice to have something like that, but it does take a lot of work. It's really cool. I think a cool thing about dance it's also opened up a lot of like other windows for me. I kind of, I've worked with like a lot of different like photographers and other creatives like here in New Mexico and elsewhere. And some of them know a lot about dance. One of the photographers I've worked with a lot, his name is Oliver and he runs an account called Ballet Zyda. He used to be a ballet dancer. So working with him when we shoot is super easy because he knows all about dance. It's easy to shoot with him, but it's always kind of cool when I work with people who've never worked with dancers before because it's like I'm like so in awe over like what they do like I think photography is so cool mm-hmm. and I'd love to like get into it and like know more about it but it's cool because then like I do my thing and they're like wow like how do you even do that it's like a very weird like exchange but it's very funny and another thing about Albuquerque is that there's also like a TV and film industry here so I've been able to do some dance stuff with that um, when I have time. So, yeah, I think dance opens up a lot of channels. It's not just, like, for me, like, ballet, it's ballet, like, 95% of the time, and then the other 5%, it's, like, other types of dance and other types of, like, opportunities. But um, One of the stereotypes I guess I have looking on from the outside is ballerina It represents, like, grace, being a graceful person or... Who was it? I think it was during World War II, they're talking about fighting. I think it was Winston Churchill or somewhere over there. And they're asking, like, the war is going on. Should we still be spending any money and time putting on the arts? And he's like, what's the point of fighting war if it's not to support the arts? It's like almost the apex of, like, civilization. Like, here is a high, like, here's an establishment representing the best of what humanity can be. And that's kind of embodied in what it is to dance and put on this performance to tell human dramas and stories. Is that kind of how you see, like, the place it occupies in popular culture? And then related to that, is that kind of why it's like it's rare to see a ballerina with a tattoo in a picture? And I've seen one with you, and it's like, is that kind of going against, like, the typical traditional way of thinking about what it means to be in ballerina? Um, that's a really loaded question. Um... (laughs) I think for me, ballet and every other art form out there, whether it's photography, whether it's painting, whether it's singing, whether it's acting, I think art and artists kind of do what a lot of people in society are maybe a little afraid to do. I think artists are always very willing to take chances, you know, whether it means that you're putting yourself out there on stage or you're putting your work out there or if you're going to perform and you don't know if it's going to be like a financially beneficial show, Mm -hmm. you're doing it to fulfill 
there's just something in you that you like you want to fulfill and you want to do it with art. I know that's how I feel when I'm dancing or when I'm choreographing. I've really gotten into choreography the last couple of years and it's like when I have an idea and I start thinking about it, I like cannot stop thinking about it. I'm like, I need to set this piece. I need to like set this choreography. Um, so I think art serves this, this purpose of expressing things that sometimes a lot of people aren't comfortable with expressing. Mm. It's hard to get out there on stage. It's a hard thing to do. It's For other artists, it's hard to put on your own gallery show if you're a painter. It's hard to put your music out there. It's hard to put your photography out there. Like, you don't know if people are going to like it or not. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, who cares if people like it? I'm putting it out there because, like, I put, like, my heart into this. And that's, like, why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. It's hard because, like, sometimes your work isn't instantly appreciated. Mm -hmm. And living in a world where it's, like, instant gratification, it's hard to have that. But I think I always just lean back on, like, the idea as long as, like, one person in the audience likes my dancing or my choreography, like, I'm satisfied with that. For me, the tattoo thing, I don't think it's necessarily going against tradition because it's weird. It's kind of cyclical because I'm putting another artist's artwork on me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's, like, art supporting art almost. And it is kind of rare, but it's becoming less of a rarity. I know a lot of dancers I know have tattoos whether they're big or small it's a part of me and like my body is a part of like my work as a dancer and it was a tattoo that had a lot of meaning to me I didn't just like Mm -hmm. say okay I'm gonna go get a tattoo today like I waited until like I was like 25 to do it because I really wanted an idea that like I could live with I think there is a stigma around it but it's becoming less of a thing there's so many ways you can hide tattoos and a lot of more like modern contemporary dance companies out there, like they don't care if you have tattoos. Mm-hmm. There's a very famous dancer, and I'm afraid I'm going to butcher his last name, but his name is Sergei Polinin, I believe is how you pronounce it. There's a pretty famous video that came out about three or four years ago. He's dancing in like this kind of abandoned looking church, and he's dancing to that. Hosier's song Take Me to Church is mm. super popular a couple mm-hmm. years ago and that video got like over 13 million views on YouTube like within a week mm. and he's like he's a ton of tattoos and he was like mm. a prodigy from Russia and then he danced in London he danced with the Royal Ballet he was the youngest principal dancer ever at age 19 and then he like randomly quit wow. and got a bunch of tattoos and like disappeared <laughs> to Russia um so he's like the bad he's like the bad boy of ballet but yeah he's just like one example of someone with a bunch of tattoos that dances I think it's becoming less of a stigma I think it's less about breaking tradition and more of like keeping ballet current and not saying that like every mm-hmm. dancer out there is going to get a tattoo but it's sure. just like it's a reflection that ballet can exist in a world where maybe we wouldn't think it would exist. Like it's been around forever. Like mm-hmm. statistically speaking, ballet like shouldn't even be alive anymore. Like you can't really, you can watch it on the internet, but it's not the same as like going to a theater. It's not like, you know, how everyone sits down and watches the Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. you can't really do that with ballet. You have to go to the theater. You have to experience it in person. 
And it's hard for a lot of people because a lot of people nowadays have the attention span of like five seconds. But like when you go to live theater, whether whether it's ballet, some people don't like ballet, maybe you like Broadway better. Maybe mm-hmm. you like opera, like whatever. Maybe you like stand-up comedy or improv. Like there's just something to be said about going and being in the moment and experiencing it and letting yourself really be present. In a roundabout way, I guess dancers having tattoos is kind of just like, just part of how ballet is in the modern world it was kind of a weird thing when i got it like an hour after i got it i was like oh my god what What have i done um (laughs) and it wasn't like oh my god like i have a tattoo or whatever it's like holy shit like i'm a dancer and now i have to figure out how to cover this but Mm. it's just like it's there now like i don't really think about it a Mm. lot um at first i thought about it a lot but and i was like wait this is like a cool like choice that i made for me so yeah, and it was like, it's a very, it has a lot of significance behind it. Yeah, it was a very conscious choice. That's fun. I agree with a lot of, like, what you're saying. Like, you know, you need to see it in person. You miss something out if you just view it over the internet. How do you know which things to, like, modernize or be progressive about? Like, you know, having a tattoo rather than saying we're stuck in past roles or past ways of doing it. It's like, well, this this we can change. But something like, you're talking about like hashtag ballerina, and it's just flooded with anyone doing it and calling this something it may not be according to traditional standards. In that sense, it seems, and I, I don't disagree with you, it's like that's not really traditional, the technical skilled ballerina. Maybe they're evoking emotion or they're doing something that people like and it goes viral, but it's not, they haven't spent the years and the discipline to get it. So how do you know which things to say can change and which things kind of stay fixed? There's a lot of ways to think about it. I think that in the classical ballet world, I think diversity is becoming a big thing. A lot of companies, if you look at their roster for dancers, there's a lot more minorities, especially companies like American Ballet Theater. They're very, very progressive. Misty Copeland is their principal dancer. She was their first African-American female principal dancer. And I actually met her in New York back in 2012, and she's really, really interesting. That's Um, awesome. But they are very big on, like, minorities and having a lot of representation in their companies. So I think in that aspect, ballet is opening up. It's changing. A lot of traditional kind of roles within the company are changing. A lot of companies are having more female choreographers come in, and they're taking on younger choreographers which is cool because then it's like very different material and it's opening up a lot of doors for different dancers and different choreographers to step up and make a name for themselves. But I think when it comes to the internet and ballet, it's so hard because you can kind of call like anything art really, (laughs) which sucks for like the legitimate artists, but sucks less for like the people claiming that whatever they think is art is art. Uh At the end of the day... I think ballet itself is for everyone. I think that anyone can do ballet if they really want to, not like in a not like in a professional sense, like if you're like 45 and you've never like danced a day in your life, I mean, you're not going to join a ballet company. But like if you go and you take like adult or like beginner level ballet classes, like mm-hmm. it opens so many doors. It's so cool. Like I've taught adult ballet classes before and These are people in, like, their 50s and 60s who maybe they danced a little bit when they were younger or they just took up dancing and they're just, like, they're so into it and they're so enthralled with it. And I think it's so cool because it's just, like, 
it's an art form that like as long as you just give it a try it'll it's just like it's a cool thing to do it's an interesting thing to do and it's like good for your body too to a point sometimes ballet when you when you overuse your body obviously you're going to get injured but like one of the stats I saw, I think 90, it said 93% of dance teachers became dance teachers due to injury, like at the high level, where like it's so punishing on your body that you think of this as this like beautiful, very artsy, free, and it's like, no, it's so physically demanding. It's actually one of the highest occupations, like in terms of people getting injured. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think like even more so than sports, because like with sports, if you get injured, like you're going to get if you're professional level, if you're in the NFL, you're going to get like top like PT care. Mm. Like a lot of dancers, unless you're in like a really big company, like you're not going to get that. It's kind of just like, okay, guess I won't dance for three months, which is hard because it's like, Mm. can I opt out of doing all that? You know, it is very physically demanding. It's like a good trade-off. It's physically demanding. It takes a lot of my free time. And it's very mentally and emotionally demanding as well sometimes. But at the end of the day, when I perform a piece or choreograph a piece, and I really love it, and I'm very, and I feel very like accomplished, I can't like describe that feeling mm-hmm. because it's just like it's the best feeling in the world. It's like this is what I love and this is what I do, and there's no better feeling than knowing that you like overcame a lot of things to get to that point and I think that's why just a lot of dancers just keep going back for more because of that feeling it's that high of like I can do this and I can do it better than I did it yesterday sort of thing um and I think people do that in other aspects of their life but I don't know there's just something about performing on stage it's just it's different I don't know I I always try to find the right words to describe it but I never can which is crazy because I've done it for so long. So you think by now I have a good explanation, but I don't. Would you say you're somewhat introverted where there's part of you that you have a lot to say, but to have a conversation like this is not as natural for you as wanting to find a way to say it publicly without having to actually have dialogue, but to just express it through your body? Is that, or are you an extroverted person that just enjoys talking? Or um, I'm relative. I'm kind of on the fence. I I used to be very, very introverted when I was a kid. I had in elementary school, I think I had like two friends really. Um, I went to a pretty small school. But um, as I've gotten older, I've kind of like opened up a lot. And I think mm. studying journalism in college just forced me to talk to people that I didn't know. Um, mm. That's kind of just how mm-hmm. it goes. Like you have to like introduce yourself. You have to interview people that you met five seconds ago. Like it's really hard, but it just, it forces you to do that. But I think when you're dancing, you can't be introverted through mm. your dancing. If you're introverted and you're dancing, it's not going to read. It's not going to show. Mm-hmm. You just have to go for it. Even if you're nervous, like if you fall on your face, who cares? Just own it. Own that you fell on your face and then get up and keep going. Like I think sometimes people are too afraid of like, oh, like what if I mess up? What if I make a fool out of myself? Like who cares? Like, if you mess up, then you learn from it. Big deal. Big deal. You fell on your face. Now you know what not to do next time. So I think it's, it is a way of like expressing, expressing something deeper, I guess. Cause there, I don't know. Sometimes when I look at 
I love using social media as an example, but sometimes when I look at people's social media accounts, they're very, very personal. I don't think my Instagram is all that personal. I kind of just, I share photos of me, whether it's dance or whether it's, there's like other photos of me or photos I've taken of places I've like traveled to, but I don't really like talk about like, oh, hey, today, like um, my car got broken into or like I got in a car accident or me and my boyfriend broke up. Like, I don't really, I think it's weird when people talk about that stuff. I think it's just like my personality and I think it's weird when people are just like so vocal about every little detail in their lives. Like, I don't know if you've ever gone on and like seen that person who posts two or three paragraphs with like every photo and I'm just like, how are you this comfortable talking about your life all the time? So I guess for me, dance is, it's the ultimate show, not tell. And I guess that's why I like it because it's like, I don't really have to say a lot, but I'll show you this piece I choreographed and maybe you'll you'll finally see what I'm talking about. So you want to say something, but you don't want to be controlling of how it's received? I guess it's more of like, I think watching dance evokes, at least for me, and I know for other people as well, but maybe this is not true for everyone. I think it evokes kind of a deeper emotion to like present something through physical movement instead of just through words. Words are so powerful, but there's something about watching someone who is so committed and who is just so, just brings all this emotion mm. to dance, whether it's contemporary or ballet or hip hop. There's something about it that's just like, it's very inspiring. So would you say the heart of dance is embodying a feeling or embodying an emotion and then capturing a way to display that emotion using your body? I think so, yeah. And I think really owning it, whether you're dancing a role of a character who is nothing like you and you just have to really get into it, like maybe you're dancing Juliet in Romeo and Juliet and maybe you're like, wow, this is like kind of a weird role, like, why would she kill herself for this guy? But it's like, if once you get into that character, like, and you just own it, <laughs> mm -hmm. there's something about like presenting it. And that can go for like, I don't know if you've ever watched like videos of people doing like contemporary or like hip hop in studios in like LA or New York. And usually they do a combination that's like a couple minutes long, but it's like recorded in a studio. Mm -hmm. Usually it's to like pop music or hip hop. It can be, classical music too but there's something really cool about that too they're not on stage they're it's like right in front of you they look like you know they just like came to class it's not like they got ready for a performance so mm -hmm. it's really cool doing that and like I one of the studios I dance at here in town like they do a lot of stuff like that so it's cool to have both sides of it like the more formal and the more like casual but they both express so much I'm interested because like you're saying you're both a writer or you've taken journalism you've done the writing you've done the interviews and like there how would you describe the difference between the two it feels more precise to me like words have a have a definition they have a meaning it's commonly understood most people could agree on it and with dance it feels like it's more open to interpretation or it's more subjective and so it seems like there's a different goal in mind in dance. Like if, you know, you write a history book, it's very factual, it's very directed in one thing. Or if you write a novel, maybe you're trying to evoke a feeling. Or if it's something more modern, maybe there is no meaning. It's just take from it whatever you want. 
But in dance, what is the message or the objective that you are trying to have someone else receive by putting on a show? I think it depends on the show. If you're doing a really classical show, like you have to go with whatever character you're playing, unfortunately, as it goes. It's like... Mm it's less up to interpretation there because usually there's like a story like with like if it's Romeo and Juliet like we all know how the story goes we know we know what's going to happen it's not like super subjective it's like oh like mm. maybe they really liked each other like we'll never know I mean it's very obvious mm. as you see the show progress but in something like in like contemporary dance contemporary ballet modern dance it's very those are very up to up to interpretation Everything from some of George Balanchine's works to um, more modern choreographers like Paul Taylor. You go and you watch some of their more abstract pieces, and it's it's kind of jarring because you don't really. Sometimes there's not there's not that story. Sometimes sometimes you don't know what it's about, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you're grasping at straws to figure out what it is. But I think at the end of the day, as long as you take one thing from it, one thing that sticks with you, and that like kind of like made you think a little more I think that's really one of the big purposes of dance is to mm. not only like move people but to make people think like a little more movement is cool it's really cool to watch mm. being a dancer it's different watching movement because I'm watching how they're moving and what they're mm-hmm. doing and like what little things they're adjusting in their body when they do a movement mm-hmm. but I guess for an outsider it's very interesting because you have no idea what they're going to do next. And you're like, I don't know what that step is called, but it's really cool and I like watching it. So it's like, it's a cool thing. Like, I love talking to people that don't really know a lot about dance because it's like, oh, okay, I get to like tell you all this stuff. It feels like art to me. It's a lot of it's about like emotional openness or connecting and experiencing new, and like not, not that there's not thinking or not plot and story like you're saying, but it, it's like to get stuck on that or to say that's the only thing, it's like you're kind of missing the point. Is that true? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know how when you watch a movie that really like moves you and that like changes how you think about something? Mm-hmm. I'd say that's how really good like contemporary dance is. Sometimes you don't quite know what it is. You don't quite know what it was about that one character in that film, but somehow you just click with them. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's how it is with contemporary. Sometimes you just, you watch pieces, you watch performances, whether it's like a big performance or whether it's like something that someone recorded in their studio last night. And you don't know what it is. Like you can't quite put your finger on it. Maybe it's the song they use. Maybe it's the way that they timed one of their turns. Maybe it's the way they're like, moving their hand like there's something about it that connects with you on a very deep subconscious level and I think that's kind of the purpose of ballet Hmm. now I'd say a lot of like contemporary ballet and I'd say like art as a whole you're taking something that's very deep and meaningful to you and you're putting it out there and maybe people pick up on it maybe they don't Um, and it's great if they pick up on it but it's even cooler if they pick up on a different aspect of it and they connect to it in a different way than you did. I think that's a really cool thing about art. It's not, it's like you said, it's, it's not like a history book where you can just open it up and say, okay, this is when America was founded and everyone agrees on it. Here's this painting by Monet. How, like, what does it make you feel compared to like how he felt about it? And the same is true of dance. Maybe I set a piece that is very 
significant and emotional to me and maybe someone watches and they're kind of like, eh, I didn't really feel a lot with that one. That's kind of just how it goes in art. You take a chance and maybe one person really, really loves it and maybe someone else doesn't. It's, it's the risk you run, but it's like very worth it. There's something about it that's very, I don't know, it's very personal, but also very public. Like it's very personal because it's coming from a deeper part of you, but um, it's very public because usually you're performing in front of like thousands of people. And that's what fascinates me is that juxtaposition of like you're saying personal and private, and then it's also like very technical, very disciplined, but then also very emotional, very expressive. And it's a very interesting mix of like, okay, so what is it like you notice about you or your friends as like we kind of have these similar traits that this is something that attracts us or really speaks to us about dancing? Yeah, and I think for me, I have such a personal relationship with dance. It's something that, like I said before, I've always had. So it's always interesting when, like, I try to describe that connection to people because people are kind of like, huh? Like, I don't really get it. Like, that's Mm -hmm. cool. You like to do that. This last season, I got to dance Dewdrop, which is a kind of big role in Nutcracker. I don't know if you've ever seen the Nutcracker, but in Walk to the Flowers, Dewdrop, the main girl... And I've had other girls I've danced with, um, some of my good friends as well, have danced that role. And it was a little different this year because she had a cavalier who danced with her, me. I keep saying her, but I'm, I'm, I mean right. <laughs> I wanted to like do everything very clean and technical, to execute everything in a very like precise, technical manner. Mm-hmm. But as like the show got closer, I was like, how do I make this my own? semi-generic role how do I make it my own like what is it about it is she like a little bit sprightly because she's like kind of regal but she's not the sugar plum she's not like the queen of the land of sweets she's not the snow queen either she's not mm-hmm. like as stern I guess like do drops a little warmer mm-hmm. so I like to think that she's like a little like she is regal but she's a little flirty she's a little sprightly she's kind of mm-hmm. like Tinkerbell and ballet form a little bit like she's got a little kick to her so it was kind of (laughs) like making that my own on top of like all these other things and it's like a hard thing to do it's hard to like mix that in because you don't want to deviate too much from like what you actually have to do so Mm -hmm. it's like an interesting balance to kind of put it all together what you're describing that's where you're saying that like when you use the word legitimate artist if someone just naturally has a gift for making someone feel something through dance, they're not going to understand the complexities or the ins and outs that you're describing to know how to play off of a, this is the rule and I'm intentionally breaking it or bending it in this way for this reason. They're just doing something because they know it gets a response or it feels right. But for you, you have more of a, it's more logical and thought out, even though it's highly expressive and emotional. Yeah, and I guess, that's like sort of true. I guess everyone kind of approaches dance differently. Not everyone is mm. going to approach it the same way I approach it. Mm-hmm. Some things in dance come easier to me than other things. And that's how it is with any dancer. Some people are just naturally good at turning. They don't have to work at it as much. Mm. Some people are better at jumping. Like it just depends. It depends on your body and kind of how you're built. I have like a relatively decent like ballet body. I'm gifted with, like, super flexible feet with high arches, which is, like, the look in ballet. Like, that's what every dancer wants. That's, like, what every dancer works Works towards. towards. Um, Mm. 
use your use your therabands, you try to stretch, you try to do your thing, but <laughs> some people, i.e. me, get lucky and get them. I mean, they come with like their own problems mm-hmm. as well. It really, it depends on the dancer. I think I take a more logical approach to dance, at least for ballet, because I know that when it comes to the stage, when I'm like a week or two out from a show, I know that I can like, act pretty well on stage I know that I can pull it off and I can perform it if I have like a really big role I'll work on that like more in the studio but for smaller roles I'm not like I have to like act this out every single time it's more of something that'll like come when I like get on stage and dress rehearsals and stuff it depends some that's hard for some dancers it's hard to emote like with their face and with their Mm. body language like I've known very very technically amazing dancers who can get on stage and like do anything but sometimes Mm -hmm. you look at their faces and it's just like there's nothing going on it's just they're just smiling and you're like I wish I felt more when I watched you dance it's a delicate balance of like you have to find like a common ground between like being clean being correct and being able to make something your own and I think that's art as a whole I think that's any type of art like, whether you're into photography or painting, like, there's always, like, that basis of, like, how to do something. If you're a photographer, you got to know how to use your camera. Right. How do you get these shots? And then from there, you kind of, like, get to do your own thing. Like, you can make it really weird. You can just go outside and shoot a bunch of stuff, or you can manipulate a bunch of stuff in a studio. It's, and that's how it is with painting, too. I mean, I know nothing about painting, but there's, like, a basis to it. There's a form, and there's a structure And if you go to any art museum, like pretty much a lot of the painters in there know some kind of form and know some kind of structure, but they all do it their own way. I think that's like where it's most visible, how you can take one form of art and it can take a million different like deviations. I think that's like why I love going to art museums. Um, Whenever I travel, I always try to go to an art museum. Same here, but how do you how do you feel about modern art where it's like it seems the premise is there are no rules and the only thing that matters is it gets a feeling? I'm not opposed to it. It's not my favorite. And I think that's kind of how I am about a lot of different art forms like newer types of dance. Maybe it's more modern. Maybe there's less technique. Maybe they're not classically trained dancers. I'm not going to hate on it. I'm not opposed to it, but it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I support people doing their thing, mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day, I know what I really like, you know? Yeah. And I think we all have that where we all know what we think is valid and what we think is art. Hmm. But maybe, I don't know, maybe dancers that aren't classically trained, maybe they don't like ballet. Maybe they think it has too many rules. Maybe they're like, I don't really want to follow all that. Like, I want to be more free in my dancing. Like, I respect that. Like, Hmm. if that's how someone approaches dance, then, like, go for it. Like, absolutely do it. If a feeling moves you to the point of wanting to create actual movement, then go for it. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, I agree with that. It's valid. I've seen some not so great dance in my time. <laughs> I'm not like, wow, they sucked. I wish they wouldn't have done that. I'm like, you know, I just like, didn't really care for it. You know, they tried, like, yeah. It was what it was. And, you know, that's not what I would put out there. But that's how it goes. And every, I think every type of art, whatever form it is, I think every little deviation of art like has a place and it is valid. Will everyone care about it? No, maybe not. But as long as you care about whatever you're creating, I guess that's what makes a difference at the end of the day.
I am familiar with art, but like sports is something that's definitely um, on board with. So like if football, like people who don't know anything about football, like it just makes no sense. And you have to start explaining the rules. Like, you know, the goal is to get the football across that line. And if they ask why, it's like, well, you can't explain it. It's like, that's just the rule of the game. That's, that's the goal. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. But then my question is, how would you walk me through that for dancing? Like if I, if I go in to see a show and I literally know nothing, it's like, what, what is the equivalent of like a touch? What, what's the point? What are they trying to do? And then what are some of like the basic rules you might want to learn to help you make sense of this performance? It would depend what kind of show you go to. Say you just go to your run-of-the-mill Nutcracker, which in Nashville where you're at, um, Nashville Ballet puts on mm-hmm. pretty interesting Nutcracker. You're going to go in, though, like in the programs, they'll have a synopsis that'll kind of tell you, hey, this is the story, this is what's going to happen. And I guess, like, you're really, I don't know if it's the first time you're experiencing dance, it's, like, such a hard thing. I guess ballet is, like, the best, like, gateway drug into dance because uh-huh. it's, like, so, it's pretty straightforward, classical ballet. It's, like, here are the characters, this is what's going to happen, and we're going to dance a lot, and it's all classical music. It's Tchaikovsky, so it's not mm-hmm. going to be, like, making your ears bleed. A football game, it wouldn't matter if they're, like, the best, you know, the Super Bowl, they're the best athletes on the best team, or if they're, like, peewee, like, you know, high school game, and they all are terrible. The goal is still the same, get the football across this line, and it's two teams versus each other. And this this is, like, that's, like, a super general explain it to a third grader to help them understand. There is there no equivalent to, like, if you're literally coming in saying, I don't know anything about the Nutcracker or Swan Lake or any of these performances, what am I watching for? How do I know if it was good or bad? How, how, what's the starting point? Of... If people, <laughs> I guess you'll know it's bad if people are just falling, if they don't know what they look like they're doing. But mm-hmm. generally with like bigger companies, like people always know what they're doing. People always know what they're doing and then they know like 50 other parts on top of that. You're just looking for people, I guess with ballet, you're, you're really going to be looking for people that make it look effortless and that make it look like, oh, they just rolled out of bed and like came and did it. Like, you know, no preparation, like Mm -hmm. so easy, just like every image you've ever seen of a ballerina floating on air, you know, just so Mm -hmm. it's just easy peasy. You know, I can just come in and I can dance around in a tutu and a tiara. Like it's so simple, but it's so much more than that. It takes so much more to get to that point. It takes so many more times of just messing up, just falling, just not knowing what you're doing to like get to that point of like, yes, I made it and I can do this and I can make it look like I do it in my sleep. Mm. So yeah, it's like an interesting contrast to sports where like people mess up and it's so visible on their face. If you mess up in a show, like you can't let anyone know that you messed up. I mean, if you fall, people are going to see it, but if you like miss a step, you have to right. take it, which is kind of the sucky part about dance. It's like, oh, I can't, like, roll on the floor crying like soccer if they accidentally get injured, <laughs> which most of the time they're not injured. You're not allowed to flop. <laughs> you have to keep going. Yeah, if you break your ankle on stage, just keep going. It's fine. You'll be fine. You'll The adrenaline will, pick, will kick in. You'll be fine. So, yeah, I guess that's, like, the end goal is really the people that stand out are the people that look like they're not only effortless, but that they're the people that have the most joy. Mm. or that embody their character the most. I guess it's the people that make you believe in the story and make you believe in what they're doing. Mm. The people that are confident enough and that have enough training and they they go out there and they're like, this is what I do. Like, I can do this. Watch me do it. And it's so cool. They don't even have to say it. They'll just just show you. Like, that's the cool thing. 
Why is that a cool thing to you? I, I'm not disagreeing, but I'm trying to understand more. It's like, what is, why is it cool that words are not needed? We're so, we're in a world that's so inundated with words. I don't know, you go on Facebook and people have a ton of stuff to say. Newspapers have a ton of stuff to say. Podcasts have a ton of stuff to say. <laughs> and it's like, what is the meaning of all this words? It's interesting when you go into a situation, because I think a lot of people inherently like to talk they like to have conversations you know you text people you tweet people you dm them like people like to talk people like having that connection with other people i think there's something interesting about not having to say anything like you get to show something which is hard and it forces people to not just be listening but to really be watching which is difficult because a lot of people don't want to do that it's hard to like slow down and watch something as it happens I hate to go back to the football thing, but like if you're going to watch the Super Bowl, you have commentators, you have people talking commercials, people talking like on the sidelines, like there's so much going on, you know, and it's so cool to just go to a show, especially if there's a live orchestra, because you get Mm, to like not only feel the music, but you get to like watch something happening live right in front of you. Like that's something so special and it's not something that you can like capture. It's not like, it's not like taking a picture or painting where you can like capture that emotion forever. Like you watch something and maybe it moves you and you like have that feeling, but then it's just a memory then, you know, you don't get to like keep going back to it and rewinding it. I mean, you can in your head, but it's never the same as watching it. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still digging into like the why saying something that without words is like so powerful. And it, do you think part of it's like, it's easy. Anyone can lie. Like anyone can use words they haven't earned or they don't believe in order to get something they want or to appear a certain way. Is part of it, you think there's like in order for someone to pick up on what you're saying through your body, they have to have had a similar experience or it, it requires almost like a, it's like you can't fake that. If someone picks up on it and gets it, then they get it because they've earned that right to it. Whereas with words, you could just say something that someone else said and it wasn't really your thought or your idea, but you knew this is what was needed. And that's, that can't, is it something about you can't fake dance as much as you could fake words? I think it's just a world where everyone likes to hear themselves talk. So I guess for me, it's, it's the one moment where people aren't talking. Like it makes you like just hmm. key in on something that's, like different that doesn't require words and I think yeah you can't fake it with dance you can't fake how you're feeling you can't fake what you're doing it's not like you're writing something or saying something and you just make a bunch of stuff up there's no faking it you can do it or you don't and you have to like trust yourself and believe in yourself enough to do it in the moment but I don't know there's just something to be said about something without words I think there's a lot of talking in the world. I mean, you watch the news, you go on any social media site, there's always, people are always just talking, talking, talking. And it's kind of like, I don't know if it's because I'm kind of more of an introverted person on some levels. Like I, I like having that silence. I like when you have to like look at something differently and you really have to like watch. And you listen to something that's not words. You listen to music. And music can really move people. So I think that's the interesting rub of dance. That different ground of communication. And that nonverbal communication that you have to really focus on.
I definitely agree with you. Like, there's so many useless words, and words have lost their meaning. And what a shocking thing to think someone actually believes what they say, and they're saying what they mean, and they're going to back it up. No one believes that's even possible anymore. Then at the same time, it's like human speech is one thing that more clearly sets us apart from the animals, where it's like we do have this ability to reflect, to dream up worlds of thought. So it's like I don't want to sell words out as being meaningless or not being like a really high achievement of something that is very hard to come by the fact that we've totally misused it and it's all bankrupt and the best way i can describe it is anyone can talk anyone can tell you what they're thinking but not anyone can show you what they're thinking and how they're feeling through movement that's Mm. what makes it different anyone can tell you anything anyone can tell you how their day was they can tell you how they felt about last week maybe it was a hard week maybe it was a good week Mm -hmm. but not a lot of people can tell you this is how this specific moment in my life made me feel through dance concisely and with the right movement that's a hard thing to do um i think that's what makes it different and yeah words are very valid like speech is so important but there's something just different there's something different about like dance it just makes it different and sets it Mm -hmm. apart from just having a conversation about it there's something about going and experiencing it and just being in the moment as opposed to like just talking about it it's so hard to describe so why like i'm agreeing with you and then it's it's let's let's just assume that's completely the truth why is it that society at least in our day and age maybe not historically or like you're saying over in europe it's more popular or why why are more people, why don't more people feel as strongly as you do about dance? I think we all enjoy it, but why, what prevents this from being more popular when, like you're saying, it's so meaningful, it's so impactful to you? I mean, obviously a lot of people get it, but why, why is football more popular? Something like sports is more popular because it's in your face. It's on a ton of ads. Anytime you turn on TV, it's there. It's on social media. Dance kind of takes, you have to really experience dance and you have to take your time when you're experiencing it you can't just google like halftime score and go and watch all the highlights from Mm -hmm. like the latest football game or whatever like dance isn't like that Mm -hmm. you can't just like pause it and come back to it later like if you go to a show you have to be in the moment so just it's different it's not right in your face and a lot of people don't like that a lot of people don't like that instant gratification a lot of people don't like the not talking aspect they don't understand it Mm. But I think there's something very valid about just people just shutting up for like an hour and just like experiencing something different. That's just my thought on it. Uh I think people talk a lot and I think sometimes people talk too much. It's funny because sometimes I'm like really like quiet around stuff and people are like, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, nothing really, you know. I have this weird, I don't do it as much anymore, but I definitely used to be more like, if I have nothing to contribute to a conversation, like, why am I going to talk kind of thing? But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like a time and a place for that, obviously. But that's how I feel about dance, in a nutshell. Okay, so maybe maybe one, like reading a book, maybe it's hard, Maybe it's not as popular as watching a movie because a movie requires less thought, less, you know, you can just go and yeah. you can be passively entertained. That's and- like, that's kind of like the perfect analogy for dance honestly like dance and live theater it is kind of like reading a book you have to be focused you have to be in the moment where it's like you pop on netflix you could be doing whatever you could be you know you could be washing the dishes you could be sleeping like 
who cares? You don't really have to be present with it, but you can't do that with a book and you definitely can't do that with dance. So using that analogy, what do you gain from having this dedication to reading the book? Like, well, I, I watched the movie. What did I miss that the book could give me that the movie didn't? How would you kind of answer that to someone who says, you know, I just, I watched a clip on YouTube with someone dancing. It didn't do anything for me. How would you help them understand what it is that you've experienced that's, that would be worth their time to try to go in and grasp on some level? A book, and I'm going to try to relate this to dance, but I think when you're reading a book and you're envisioning the characters, if like it's a work of fiction, you get to interpret a lot of it and kind of make it your own. And with dance, let's say you go to a performance and you're sitting there and you hear the music and you see the dance in front of you. Like, yes, it's happening, but it's just like it takes you somewhere else. It's like reading a book takes you somewhere else. If you're watching dance on YouTube, it's, if you're a dancer, yeah, you're going to love it. I'm like, yeah, like, I know exactly who this is. And like, this is what they're going to do next. Like, mm-hmm. of course, like, I'm hyped about it because like, I'm into it. But if I show someone something, they're gonna be like, eh, but it ha- when it happens right in front of your face, I think, and you just realize like, wow, like, that's an incredible, like, unique thing. There's something very special about that that's hard to describe. I think the basis of this conversation is that dance is very hard to describe. <laughs> why? <laughs> Which yeah. is why it doesn't use words, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> They've just given up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like football. If you just love football, you don't, you don't have to explain it to someone else who loves it. It's just self-evident. It's like, yeah, football's fun. I love it. And like that, that's awesome. That's good for you. That's good for your, like your friends who love it. But when you're trying to get someone else to appreciate it or to understand it on any level, it's like you have to like explain the rules, try to help them understand. It's like a drama between you know, two different sides and this or whatever they connect to. And I'm still, I'm still looking for that from you, which is for someone like myself who... Like, yeah, I can tell when something makes me feel it, but you would feel probably, you know, 10 times as intensely and smaller gestures I won't even pick up on you find exciting. I'm still looking for that helpful way to go to my first, well, I've been to shows, but if it was a person's first show, how do they, what's the best mindset they could walk in with that would help them appreciate it rather than just walking away saying it's not for me? Like, I guess taking it to a deeper level, and if you go to classical ballet, remembering that it's not just like a character in a ballet like it's a person behind that and like when you think about like how I'll use the example of Romeo and Juliet again if you're thinking about like the girl playing Juliet she's obviously not going to be 16 like Juliet was in the book but she's probably going to be older and if you think about how that artist that dancer is bringing all their personal experiences to stage to create that character I think that makes it so much more interesting than just like, oh, there's Juliet. We know what's going to happen with her in like an hour and a half. You know, she's going to be dead. Mm. I think there's something like when you remember that artists are people and that what they're creating, not only are they taking it from something that's already been created, but they're making it their own and they're really presenting a piece of themselves on stage. I think that Mm. makes it more interesting. Like remembering that these are like human beings who put like, so much time and effort into this and like this is what they love like this is why they wake up in the morning and like realizing that yeah maybe like ballet is not your thing but like if you give it a chance and you remember that someone who's worked their whole life towards that i think that gives a deeper appreciation does that make sense yeah i think that's universally respected that when they understand this person's probably put in six hours a day for decades 
like the amount of physical toll it's taken when so many people get injured and they have to keep continuing on and are working two jobs in order to say something, the assumption would be that something that what they're saying is worth saying if they're putting in this much work, so stick with it. And then it sounds like one of the one of the basic rules of the game is that they're trying to express an emotion through narrative form, so you need to understand what the story's telling, so if you know this is a happy or sad or heartbroken or their first time meeting, you can then start to say, okay, they're emotionally trying to display this in this scene, and then you can start to make sense of it, just like you can make sense of football when you understand kind of the rules of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, and just knowing that there's, like, there's so much more behind that than just the person that's on stage. Like, if you consider, like, the role they're trying to portray Mm -hmm. and that they're trying to dance, like, very well, and you remember that, like, as each one of us has our own personal experiences in life, that they've had their own, and they're kind of pulling different things from different parts Mm -hmm. of their life to make a role believable. I think that's, I think that's really crazy, and that's really insane that, like, you can take other parts of your life and you can turn it into something really cool and different. Um, I see. So there's like two, there's one, which is a more objective, which is this Romeo and Juliet play has been around for hundreds of years and it's been performed by hundreds of dance companies. There's this rich history and tradition and way of playing it, which they're having to conform to or fit in. But then at the same time, they're also tapping into their personal experiences of the hurt and loss and tragedy and love that they've experienced to put a, put their unique way of, expressing something that's been expressed a hundred times before, but not like this, not tapping into that feeling for them of what it made them think of or where they go to feel that way. Yeah, because you're with ballet, you're going to have all the steps. The choreographer is going to give you all the steps. What are you going to put on top of that? Like, what are the emotions you're going to put on top of that? And that's what makes a good artist is Mm -hmm. someone who can take past experiences and past things and churn them out into art. It's, mm. it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to become a character that you are not. And, of course, like, you're not going through the exact same things as them at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. But there's something really amazing about tuning into things that you've been through in order to make a character valid and believable and your own become them. And that's that feeling you get when you're out on stage. You've spent decades. You've studied. You've worked. You've had your life experiences and all of that you're putting on as a performance in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to, um, especially as I've gotten older, I really try to take things that, that maybe didn't like go well. Like if something really hurts me or I go through something kind of difficult, I try to turn it into something better. And for me, that's dance, whether that's Mm. putting it directly into dance, if I'm in class or if it's creating like a new piece of choreography, whatever I can make it and just channel it into something positive. And I think that's a big, important thing. So dance is almost redemptive for you? Is, is almost what? Redemptive, like you're redeeming awful moments and finding the, a positive outlet to bring something good from a, something, a tragic yeah. experience. Yeah, kind of like turning into something better. Mm. This was like a not so great thing and I went through it, but I'm going to like turn around and make it something better for myself Mm. so I have like a way of like funneling all these emotions so then and that's that's like that's beautiful and that's so cool and that is a gift that requires like so much work and it's 
you know, like to appreciate it, you have to, like you're saying, there's so many different levels. I can go deeper and deeper on your appreciation. And so like this question kind of comes out of that field where it's from a logical standpoint, I agree with all that. And then my question would be, if a person does that in their personal life, when does something become denial? I think when you're able to take something, whether it's a situation or whether it's a person in your, in your life and something didn't go so well about that experience, I think when you take it and you channel it into something like dance or into whatever art form you're into, mm-hmm. for me, I don't know how it is for other dancers. I can't speak for everyone. Sure. For me, it is like one step in the process of letting something yeah. go. Okay. And I think, like, if I can dance it out, if I can work through it in the studio or on stage, I feel like it only really helps me. It's helped me let go of, like, so many things in my life. I feel like for me, sometimes I'm very in my head about stuff. And with dance, it gives me, like, this space where I can express that and I can push through it. And at the end of the day, I can, like, leave all of it at the door and, like, be able to let it go. That's just me, though. Other people probably experience it in different ways, but that's definitely how I feel about it. You would say it's part of a it's a part of a process and a beautiful process, which it not. I mean, this is one small element of dance of how it could be. I'm just curious where it's like it, it emotionally allows you to work through those emotions, express them in a very cool way, a very beautiful way, and then that leaves you in an emotional and mental state where you can actually go deeper and ask, why did this happen? How can I prevent it? What's my part? What's someone else's part? But that, it's such a beautiful thing. And then it's, yeah, it's part of the process. It's, it's a beginning stage of getting, getting it out there, getting yourself in a position, in a place where you can learn from what you've gone through. Yeah. It's, I don't know if that makes sense. I yeah. just wrote my mind. Well, right. Cause it makes, if, if you're like, if emotions are really important to you, which they should be, and then you find a way to release them, but then you put you end up. It's almost like a band aid cure where you could keep going through the same bad experiences. You keep out letting them through dance, and then you're back rather than you know dealing with the root of the problem or the source of the problem. And it's like, well, thank goodness you found this great way to handle those emotions and to express them. But could you use that as a crutch to not have to deal with where they're coming from or why they're coming? I think that's that's a very very deep question. I think that's more of like that almost hinders on a more personal thing, which I think for me, if I go through something, dance is a way of helping me deal with it. It's not Mm. the only way, though. Mm. And I think as human beings, you need more than just, like, your outlet, what like, whatever that is to get through something, whether it's something's hard, whether it's talking to your friends, whether it's, like, really healing yourself as a person, whether it's, like, going to therapy. I mean, dance is the biggest one of the biggest things in my life so of course it's going to help me work through stuff Mm. but no it's not like the only thing I use and I would never be naive enough to say that oh like dance is going to fix all my problems because that's not true I think dance has helped me work through problems and grow through like really grow as I'm going through something and I've grown so much as a person and as an artist because Mm. of things that I've gone through because I've faced them not only in my everyday life, but I face them like in the studio and I work through them. And I think dance is just one small aspect. 
in the bigger cycle of working through something. 100% agree. I'm just thinking like the motif of like the tortured artist and they're talking more usually about like painters or musicians, right? Whereas like they can't create art if they're not feeling something intensely and the only way they know to tap into intense motions is to have something awful happen to them. So it's almost like it encourages that that motif exists not just in dance, but it's a more, you know, broadly thing where it's like usually the most intense emotions that someone feel are pain. Like those painful experiences are what allow them to be their most creative and then it's almost incentivizing them not to understand where this pain's coming from. So it's yeah, that's just I, like you're saying it's weird, it's deep, but that's kind of where my mind goes to like the that tortured artist. Yeah, motif. I don't think for me that's not so much a thing because I think perhaps maybe when I was younger it was maybe more of a thing, but um. I was thinking in general, not specific to you. Like, yeah, I was just thinking in general. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, it depends on the person. I think for me, I just, I try to work through things that don't go well in mm-hmm. my life. And hopefully I, le- I learn. And if I don't learn the first time, like, you'll learn the second time. Like, you, sometimes you just got to keep learning that lesson. I don't know. Dancers just help me let go of a lot of stuff, which I think is a really big thing. I tend to, like, after something happens, I work through it. I process I feel and then I let it go because it doesn't matter anymore and it's not like the same thing happens every single time and oh I'm upset about the same thing every single time in like a different form it's like things just happen life happens life's unpredictable and that's what makes it like so awful and so wonderful at the same time